Okay, hello everyone and welcome back to another podcast with Musics with Mo. Today's a special episode because I recorded it with a friend of mine over on Twitter um, at We Move AFC. So we had a bit of issues with the quality, but I think it's listenable and we're just going to talk about football and stuff. So yeah. Okay, so with United this season, I think our main problem has been the lack of consistency because we have a very young squad. So most of the players are not consistent enough. And we also had a lot of injuries. So I think if you look at the whole season, everything in context, I think United have done an all right job so far this season. What do you think? Yeah, I think when I was at the start the start of the Oli reign, obviously the first, how, how many games? He went winning 12 games in a row. Yeah, we won 12 games in a row, drew the 13th one. And I think yeah, we had think... one last in like 15. I think that was the managerial bounce, and then things went a bit down from then. It went a big time yeah. down. It was, a, but that dip was obviously going to come at some stage. However, I, the question I wanted to ask you was about Oli's style of play. Do you like this counter attacking yeah. stuff? Do you like it? Um, personally, for me, I think that the squad, like especially when Pogba's out, like we didn't have the capability to play possession style football, like. Now, but now with Bruno coming in, we're seeing like a better style of football in a way because we can actually break teams down instead of Andres Pereira or Jesse Lingard in that position. There's a higher quality now. Yeah, exactly. But however, players still need to be coached. You can't rely on individual brilliance. Do you think Ole is a good coach though? Um, what he does in training is that he outsources it to like his assistant. So Kieran McKenna, Michael Carrick, Mike Phelan, they're the ones that do the actual training in a way. Oh, so wow. He doesn't, so he doesn't actually do the training in. No, he does the actual wow. training. Okay, yeah, I understand. However, do you think the McKennas of this world and the Mike Phelan's are good enough to coach this United team? Uh, Mike Phelan, definitely, because he was coach, for like, uh, he was assistant under Fergie for like 20 years. So he definitely does have the experience. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. but then he, he took he took his own um job. Uh, I think it was a hull. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bad. yeah. He were pretty bad then. <laughs> so with Ali and also like with the way he's coming and just lifted the club and like we finally look like a team that is progressing somewhere. We're not just changing managers or transfer targets. Like like there's a set plan. This summer we signed these players. We focused on the defense first, like Arsenal are doing. Then midfield, and hopefully this summer it'll be. Yeah, but however, but what about Igalo? Is was he meant to be in that plan? Igalo, we wanted, we wanted a backup striker because Rashford was out, so we needed. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Rashford is out. Yeah, so we needed the goals. Yeah, Igalo, it's a loan signing, but obviously you didn't, you, you didn't plan. You didn't plan to do that, did you? It wasn't a plan. At the start of the season, it wasn't anyone's plan to think, I'm going to go get a gallo in, in January. It was a it was a panic buy. You, do you understand? Yeah, it was a panic buy. However, he, he's done well. How many goals? Six six goals already? Six goals? And I saw, I saw that bang in the open as well. That was... That was Ronaldo esque. Fuck Ronaldo esque. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so man, I think... United. 
we're still in touch with the as as in if the season finishes now, then we'll be in a Champions League spot, giving City his ban from the Champions League. And now we move on to talking about Arsenal and their players, transfer plans, and what each club needs for the future. So yeah. Okay, so what do you think of Jacker? He honestly, Jacker. My opinion is Jacker is never going to change. No, it doesn't matter how well he plays Jacker. He will not be a good player to me because he he turns like a truck. He he's not made for the Premier League. He may have had a, the past couple of games. He may have had some good games, but do you think I'm gonna forget about all the mistakes he's done? Because just because he's a couple of games, he's good. I'm not gonna forget. But what I think about it, he should never be the deepest player, like the deepest midfielder. There should always be someone behind him, and then he plays a bit forward. Yeah, but so you're telling me Jacker played attack, attacking midfielder? Not attacking, but like in a four-three-three on the left side, basically. Yeah, but who's gonna defend then? Because we have the team. The team we have the team Arsenal have right now is so unbalanced. It's unbelievable, and Arteta knows that. Arteta knows he's unbalanced, and obviously he's gonna have to sort that out in the transfer market. But Xhaka, he he's a mistake magnet. He does not. I think our last game against um, who did we play last game? Arsenal uh, in the Premier League. It was at home, oh. Everton, I think. Everton. Oh, was was it West Ham? You played West Ham. Who was was it West Ham? I think he played against West Ham at home. And he made a terrible amount of mistakes there. He kept giving the ball away, which obviously lead to he. The thing about Shaka, he gives the ball away in dangerous positions. He gives the ball away in dangerous positions, which means so deep, like in your half. In our half, deep in our half, he gives the ball away. Literally, sometimes on the edge of the box. Yeah, that's what frustrates me about Xhaka, man. However, he can be a good player, but I don't think he's going to be a good player at Arsenal, man. We need a, we need a proper Thomas Party look, Tom, Thomas Partey-esque player and a deep-lying play, midfielder. What happened to Torreira this season? Honestly, I don't I don't think he's made for the Premier League, Torreira. He's a, he's a midget, isn't he? He's like five foot one. I don't think he's made for the Premier League, Lucas Torreira. <laughs> I think, however, we paid quite a bit for him, though, 25 million. And he wasn't, did you know, he wasn't an Emery signing. Emery wanted Thomas Partey. Wow, and they didn't give him. And they didn't give him. They went for the cheaper option. Same old Arsenal, cheaper option. Because whoever gets to um, Partey next is sorted for like the next five, six, seven years. Exactly. Sorted for a long time, man. Especially Thomas Partey, especially his performance again at Anfield at a big occasion. What a performance. What like even I remember early on in the season he played against Real Madrid. And my word was he's so good. His press he can break the press. Exactly. What, win the ball back. Like he's so good. What I like about Thomas Party is his he, he passes through the lines. It's none of this side yeah. sideway passing stuff which go going back to the keeper, like 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 Shaka does. Sometimes yeah. Shaka breaks the lines, but with Thomas Party, he as soon as he gets the ball, he turns, he looks up. Looks to find the space. That is something we haven't got at Arsenal. Our obvious... Always wants to play forward. He wants to play forward, exactly. Exactly. And that was a problem United had as well. Until Bruno came in. Because everyone would just take, like, safe passes. There's no, like, risky trying to play. Even if he leaves the ball, it's fine. Like, Alexis was like that before he became bad. But he would always try to, like, attack. And that's missing from a lot of teams. 
Exactly. And like Lexis is a key key mention there because if you check the stats after the game, I think he would lose the ball twenty times in one game. That's because he's he's re- yeah. he's, he's trying something. He's trying and, and now Urzel, he doesn't even lose the ball anymore because he's not playing those risky passes. He passes backwards all the time. And you won't be able to progress the ball if that happens. I mean, you're just stuck there. Exactly. If you keep going back to the keeper, and and at the end of the game, you check the stats and you see the goalkeeper and the centre back has had over a hundred passes touches each. Uh, that tells you one thing: that they're having they're touching the ball on the edge of the area. Why? Did, why are they touching the ball there? It's because the, the midfielders keep passing it back yes. to them. Okay. What are you? What do you expect from Arsenal whenever the season starts again, or if? This season it's cancelled. Then what do you think? Uh, so for next season, the transfers. I cannot tell you how much how important transfers are for Arsenal. The last couple of seasons, the board have been a disgrace. The the, the, the signings they have made have been flops. Mustafi, um, maybe Socrates has been okay. Xhaka, even Lucas Torreira, he was good for six months. That was it. We have to be stuck here. We have to be realistic. We're not going to get any big signings, especially because of this, this coronavirus stuff happening. And obviously, we're not going to have... We're going to have less money. We have to be realistic yeah. what we're going to do, Arsenal. And I, I don't mind that. I don't mind us looking for the gems in, in the second division of France or the first division or looking in the championship. Like, if Lacazette goes, why can't we go get Oli Watkins of... um What's it called? Brentford. Yeah. These type of players, they wouldn't be expensive. You know, um, uh, I think his name is Saido Barahana. He plays for he plays for yeah. as well. Right. Left sided midfielder. And what do we need, Arsenal? We need the left sided winger who will take the man on. Yeah. And we and another thing Arsenal need is goals from a midfield. Who who scores goals in our midfield? No one. We let we let Ramsey no go. We let Ramsey go, who scored eight goals in the season. Do you know how big eight goals can be in one season for a midfielder? Between top five and top four. Like, you'd have got top four if you had Ramsey. Like. Exactly. Because Ramsey was getting in the box, he was scoring goals. Now, what, do we expect Shaka to get into the box? Nobody, nobody in this midfield. Ozil, he, he scored a goal against, was I, think, I think it was Newcastle. I, I think that was the first time he scored in like two years. That's bad. That is, it's shocking. For personal on Fury fear, 50k, but let's not go to Ozil. Otherwise, but transfers are key, and I got I got some transfers I'd like in the summer. Arsenal, we need it's a left sided centre back. So if you have a left sided centre back, it opens the game up a lot more. Yeah, it can pass pass through the lines much easily, and I have my eye on the Lille Lille centre defender Gabriel. I'm gonna butcher this name, but if the name is Gabriel Mag 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 Magalhães, I don't know how to say it, but forget it. Right, he's, he's a Brazilian left-sided centre back who plays for Lille. Great yeah. play. See, I've watched a lot of complications. I watched a couple of what uh, matches of Lille, and he's really yeah. impressed me. He's basically the B Tech Upamecano. Okay, I don't rate Upamecano by the way. Why? Why? Why not? He's, a, he's, he's, he's did you see his performance against Tottenham? Yeah, I did, but like, there's always a mistake in him. Like, I, I don't feel convinced in him, like, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's young. What is he? Twenty-one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's still. We can't forget. Upamecano's twenty-one. Twenty-one years of age, playing in the Champions League and basically top of the league in Bundesliga. Yeah, they've done really well. 
He's gonna make, and obviously Arsenal have we got Saliba coming back. Yeah, big, 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 big potential. Apparently, the next, the next Rafael Varane, but obviously he's 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 eighteen. Yeah, he he's eighteen, but he looks twenty five. Yeah, I I was shocked when I heard that. Like that, he's actually eighteen. Eighteen. He got fully grown beard, everything. I've seen a video of him talking, and he's got the he, he got he got it's like some sort of presence at the age of eighteen. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see him play next season. So if Gabriel and obviously Sleeper's coming in, we need the right back because Bellerin is completely finished. Yeah. He, he since that injury, he's lost a yard of pace. Oh. And he relied on his pace a lot. Exactly. Without his pace, what is he? Well, that was pace. I think he's like Glenn Johnson or something. He's shocking. Yeah. He's bad, and we we gotta get right back. I like the I like uh, Nice right back. Yusuf Yusuf Atal. Yeah, he's good defensively. That's my problem with him. Uh, I'm not sure, but I ain't sure defensively. However, yeah. obviously, with, with with having a left side centre back and the right 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 side centre back, the right side centre back can go. Um, further cover for Bellerin or not Bellerin at all. So, like what what Mikel is doing right now is because we have no um left left footed centre back except Mari, but we've only seen him play for like one game. Yeah, he's he's telling Xhaka to fill in at that left centre back spot while a left 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 back spot while Bukai Saka races on. So there's less responsibility for Saka to come back and defend. Oh, so you can do the same on the other side, but with the actual left. Yeah, exactly. So obviously we can do that same with the other side, but Atal, I think it cost any and Atal suffered a really big injury any the season, so I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about Atal, but I, I, we need the right back desperately. We need a, a defensive midfielder. I like the look of. I don't know if you know him. Or I don't think you're gonna know him. His name is Papa Gay. He plays for League Two, League Two in France, uh, yeah. for Le, for Lihav. Okay. He's a great looks from the things I've seen. Looks a really decent player. Only available for six million as well. This is what I mean. Arsenal are gonna have to go into these basically the whole bargains of football. Yeah. We're gonna have to look for the cheap options now. Because this is no joke. We haven't got a lot of money. Kronky he's a he's 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 not a generous owner, let's just put it that way. So yeah. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to look deeply into the scouting markets. Right into the proper gems, and we have no choice because, especially for if you're paying two, three million like the, the Gabriel Martinelli's of this world, there's, there's, yeah. there's, a, there's a chance they'll flop. But three million to Arsenal is nothing, yeah. So, they so if yeah, exactly, if they flop, it's not the end of the world, yeah. What, what do you think United will need? Um, for me personally, we need around four to five players. Like other other people disagree, saying that we only need like three, but we need a centre back, a centre defence midfielder, a right winger and a striker, especially a right winger because there's no one there that can play there right now. Oh what yeah, but but you got you got that Lind Lindelof. He, he that Lindelof reminds me he's a bit weak for my liking. He's good, but like we need someone faster to pair up with uh, Maguire. Yo, what's your thoughts on Maguire then? Eighty million pound. We cannot forget about that price tag. Yeah, obviously you can't forget about the price tag, but he is what we needed, and like we had to pay whatever Leicester were gonna ask because otherwise we wouldn't get him. Eighty million, though. Yeah, but 
If you see like the, the Van Dyke and that, Van Dyke, how much he cost? 65 million? 75, 75. 75, so basically 5 million less than Maguire. Yeah. And do you think um, Maguire had that impact of Van Dyke? He had, obviously, he hasn't had the same impact, but he has had like an impact on the team, especially with Wan Bissaka coming in. Like defensively, there's games where I, for sure I know that we all concede, especially the latter stages of this season. Yeah. Like 10 clean sheets in like 15 matches, and only conceded two in 11. So that's like a really good run. Yeah, Ollie's on a really good run. Too bad the, se- the season's basically finished now. Yeah. But hopefully, like, we get Rashford and Pogba back. So. Yeah, it's very true. I think Pogba should be should be ready for when, hopefully, when the season starts again in July, yeah. August. Yeah, man, so. We'll end it here. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been great. It's been great. Thank you, Mo. Thank you, Nori. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for watching and hopefully we should have more podcasts available soon. I'll record some. So thank you for tuning in and see you again.